This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Thanks for listening, calling, and participating in the show today. Great work by Black and Abdallah, who will be on tonight, 6 to 8, with their show after Waddle and Sylvie. The boys are here now for a crosstalk as they prepare to get you home on this hump day with fun and frivolity. Can Hello, we borrow your, your shoes for, you know, maybe I'm, if it snows? I got my, Show everyone I, your boots. Well, how am I going to do that? Can you get your foot up, up that high? Well, sure. By taking them off. Yeah. Oh, you want to take it off? <laughs> oh, boy, those are classic. These, these, look, like, these look like the galoshes that my granddad wore, no. or grandpa, a papa. Papa. That uh, look, and he would put he would, look at the fur yeah. lining. Inside. Arthur Fonzo uh, Rally wore those. <laughs> he, he would put them over yeah. his dress shoes yeah. on on messy yeah. days like this on his commute. You see where I got these Floorshine. Yes, remember? Oh, we used to call that's those how old these are. That's if, how all the old people were, were there. You, with if shop. you've got boots like that that oh, zipped up on the side, we used to call them Steve Austin boots. Yeah, these six million dollars. Yeah, million. Million. Yeah. I mean, a quality pair of shoes that last forever. Yeah, oh, these are floor shine. Oh, Look at these. Absolutely. Now, you only bust these out when it snows, but that's yeah, right, man. or bust your basement's out. flooding or something. <laughs> that's right, Carm. That's right. Listen to the sound it makes when you drop it. <laughs> on the, how heavy this shoe is. Ready? Be quiet. That's that shoe, man. Some people wear those. Don't mess around. You wear, those are gravity boots. You wear them. You want to wear those if you catch yourself in a bar fight, right? Because right. you can just plant that foot right in you'll somebody's midsection. Yeah. You get tired quick when he's running from that bike. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Too bad. That's true. If you have to turn and run, you know, I took the train easily today. Easily caught. I took the train today because I because the snow was messing with the commute. I walked here and I'm like, man, these shoes are yeah. heavy. <laughs> they are. Like my legs hurt. Huh? I'm telling you, you had to run in them bad boys. You wouldn't be going far. Like, man, it's a running in place. Look like, like Patrick Mahomes trying oh, to get out of yeah. the pocket like, these days. Damn, these what do you got? Do you have a high ankle sprain? Is that what I, you're I wearing? Know, those? I got tape on. I also right tell you, sometimes the smartest thing to do when it comes to a fight is to get your get out of dodge. Of course, of course. Okay? Sometimes the smartest thing is. I was listening to uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk when you guys had him on. Like too. Like when Odenkirk, when when he was out promoting, good man. Uh, if you ever saw the movie, it's great too. Uh, nobody, did you see that one? Oh, I remember I you talking about that. And I never saw it, but I want to. On the service, right? You yes. had to find it on the service. He yeah. no, uh, no, no. That was released in the theater, I think. You're, well, it was during COVID. He's they might have went straight it, to like. Yeah, it wasn't it kind of like you know he plays platform. like a Jason Bourne type yes. guy? Yeah, well, he so, plays as a guy that's just a family man, right? That but unfortunately, unfortunately, has to go back to doing what he once right. did. And everybody knows that what's he doing here? Oh my, we've got problems. When okay. he was on yes. with I'm gonna uh, watch promoting yeah. the movie, when he's on with Howard, it was really good. And he talked about the bus scene and what they were going for, and just how violent that scene is, and how much at times he's getting pummeled because yeah. when the guy who wrote the script realized that no matter how good you are, you're, you're taking out three hit. or four guys, yeah. you're yeah. going to get hit. You're and he's taking beaten. And they all train, all these actors, when they do these roles, Keanu Reeves too, they all train at this one place, I think, in L.A. that's run by a bunch of ex-military guys, Navy SEALs and stuff like that. And he was saying that the Navy SEALs, the, these are like Navy SEALs, and they'll tell you, if you can avoid it, Avoid it. Yeah. If you can avoid the yeah. fight, yes. avoid it. Of course, because you don't know who you're about to. I've been doing that for yeah, 51 years. Yeah, but these, everybody thinks, oh, you how don't tough know, they are all the time. No, you these don't are know. Navy SEALs. Like, if you can avoid and, the fight, and I'm the avoid guy it. telling you, too. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm the guy. And I like to think I've got a little more bravado than yeah. the average bear. 
But as much bravado as one wants to have, the brain yeah. eventually takes over yes. also. Yep. You, you don't know who you're tangling with. Right. You yeah. find a way That's to That's what they were saying. Yeah. You, you have no idea who you're tangling right. with. Yes. And that was the, the, the moral of the story. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I had the best move of all when that stuff used to happen. We're putting Romanowski in front of you? No, yeah. no, no, no. Because, like, listen, some, <laughs> something would start. Nardo okay? would jump in front. I'd be, <laughs> Nardo was an agitator. <laughs> Dickie Brasha definitely wanted to toss hands every now and again. But, like, the big guy, like, we, the bar we were in, you know, there was a, an element of people who lived in the town there that didn't like the fact that there's these snot-nosed kids from Boston College hanging out at the bar. So there would be every now and again, there'd be a tussle and there'd be, and like something would get started and it'd start to spill outside or it'd spill into one of the, you know, kind of the areas. I would just immediately go to the bar and start picking up drinks. <laughs> taking everyone's drinks. Taking everybody's Free drinks. drinks all the way around. Just hoarding Waddle. drinks and taking them to the other side of the bar. You think I was going to get in a fight? There's the all plan. my buddies over there and all the big offensive and defensive yeah, linemen. Let them go fight. It was like, no, this is free drink time brilliant. for me. It really is a brilliant move. <laughs> it is. It's like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get beat up. No. I'm not going to beat Look anybody. Look Coors Lights on the bar. Yeah. Shots all around. You did the smart thing. Yeah, wow. and then they all come back in from the bar. They're all bleeding, and nobody's got a drink. Mm-hmm. And I'm passed out in a corner. But no one thought about it either. No. They were thinking about. No. They were on the high of being yes. in a fight. Yes, yeah, I guess. No so. one said, "Where's my drink?" They figured that like yeah. I drank free that night. Good I would you. actually at times, you know, maybe try to even add, you know, agitate something just to get the <laughs> fight started. Free drinks. But I didn't have any cash in my pocket. You gonna take that crap from him? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, you to talk to that way. Yeah. You right. allow that to happen. I'm thirsty. <laughs> That's right. A lot of law and cash. He needs That's a free, right. I need to start a fight. He's hey, a college. Needs a free drink. In law and cash was just a normal part of life. I know. Slipping Jimmy, isn't sure that was. who he was? Slipping Jimmy. Yeah. There you go. I used to. Uh, I used to go around the locker room saying quarter dime nickel, quarter dime nickel. Well, like if anybody yeah, had a one? quarter dime nickel, yeah, I did. I built it to two twenty five and knew I could go to White Hand Pantry. Oh, for really? Double stuffed sandwiches. Double stuffed. Yeah. Remember at White Hand that double stuff? Yeah. That's a great call. Going to White Hand back oh, in the yeah. day in yeah. Chicago was quarter, it was a thing. Quarter dime nickel. And you, any of my teammates that play with you. With me, I'll tell you, quarter dime nickel, quarter dime nickel, quarter dime nickel. You're not kidding about the double stuff. That was the power move at uh, White Hand. That's a sandwich that was cut. Yeah, double stuff. And you got double the meat. And you'd get a uh, bag of chips and a drink with it as well. Yeah. And that when I painted houses, 1986, before Jersey Mike's, like it was a treat to go to the White Hen Pantry and get a deli sandwich. Absolutely, stack that meat high. That's the, what Jersey Mike's does. That's why I love Jersey Mike's because when you buy a sandwich from Jersey Mike's, yeah, they you, yeah. Do you know I've still never had a Jersey? Really? My oh, family does. The whole two, family. Two, I've not had a Jersey yeah, Mike's yet. Two hundred seven thirty. Let's cut that for a promo. Okay. Yep. Got yeah. Jersey, yeah. Jersey, Mike's get Jersey Mike's are, on the yeah, uh, yeah, on the station. Yeah. yeah. Jersey Mike's Everyone, probably my the, wife swears by it. The best one. I probably have a Jersey Mike's sub. Sandwich once a week. Pop Belly's still pretty good, too, but I think Jersey Mike's might be the yeah. best. I think you owe us a sandwich. Friday might be the day you pay one of your sandwich bets. That has been what long last a thousand years. It's got one that's been kind of that's a, not in a, true. an accruement. That ain't true. That ain't true. You should have bought sandwiches from your horse racing win. Uh, What'd you win? $2.47. Oh, Wait a minute. No, you, were, you were not cheering you were not over two forty seven. No, it was a $36 exact. I was cheering because I had a victory. That's that what I was cheering. paid $2.47. I saw it. It paid $36. Minus the bet. Oh, come on then. All right. I do owe you from our Saints bet. That I do I owe know. You. I'm not uh, worried about it. I'm just saying Friday. What was the Saints bet? Hey, uh, I, I took their over. Yurko took their under. I, want some I was bar. wrong on that one. 
Well, we can still. We're not going to be Friday. here Friday. We're going to be out at. That's so Charles. we're not going to do it. On is your Friday guy going to be coaching? Oh yeah, Sean Payton. Of course, yeah, he's going to yeah. take a job this, this year. Yeah, I'll break that news. Yeah, yeah I know you will, dude. I'll you break better. that news. Come on, you didn't have him on all year. We don't he's need done to have that, him on. You know, he's done every podcast. By the way, there is I, I'm, after he after hates the whole year. He hates I, was, I couldn't he, believe he's it. told he us all year he hates podcast. Paid podcast. Every podcast I've seen. He's been on the pod. Do you know what he should do? Join us for an unhinged episode. Oh, that would be awesome. I, I if we get Sean on again, and I'm sure we will at some point. I was going to bust his chops over that. Like, wait, you said you told us no yeah. podcast. I heard you on Rosillo. Yeah, nonstop. Can't say no to people, huh? Come on, Sean. Well, he's What's going a, on? He's a great storyteller, though. <laughs> yep. When he when he in like the time he f- told us, he gave us the play by play of like. How they were gonna they they were gonna draft Mahomes? Yeah, that was awesome. Oh my god, that it, was radio porn. They, was, they stole the play that Chicago ran, right? Yes, he talked yeah, about I don't that. Care. I'll steal anything. Yes, yeah. remember it worked for them though. Yes, yeah, yeah, because we had Javon Wims, yeah, right? We had Javon yeah. Wims yeah. trying to catch the pass. Yeah, we're at Javon your house, Wims isn't any, in the league anymore. We were at your house so. for that play, weren't we? We were. Yes, we were in my house. In the cold. That's yeah. right. Who, I, watch idea. us watch TV. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was fun. Ideas. Yeah, it who, was. It was great. Who from the 18 Bears offense is in the league? Kevin White was still in the league this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah, with no, the Saints. No, he's out now, though. He was finally, by the end of the season, he well, was Mitch, out. I mean, Mitch is in the Mitch league. Is Mitch, Mitch is in the league. Mitch is there. Tariq Cohn's not in the league he's over injuries. Yes. Um, uh, Javon Wims not in the league. A-Rob's in the league. A-Rob, A-Rob is in the league. Is in the league. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, uh, what was his name? Uh, Taylor, Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel. He's I, not in the league. No, he's not. No. Uh, um, Any lineman? Tight end. Who are the offensive Out of the league. Who, Who was the tight end? White hairs. White hairs. White hair, yep. Oh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Out of the league. White hairs here. Was Sam uh, Mustafer on that team, no, too? I no, I don't think so. No. I don't think he was yet. A lot of guys. James Daniels in the league. He's with the Steelers. He's in the league. I think to Sylvie's point, there's not a lot of guys in the league that run that offense. Uh, and, and like Anthony Miller wasn't on that team. I think he was drafted like the year after. I think he was. He's been out of the league. Did he have well, eight touchdowns or seven touchdowns his rookie year? Well, he's he seven. He had seven. Seven he, touchdowns. He hurt his shoulder, and that's that sidetracked his career. Yeah, he was done. That's unfortunate. Yeah, all these that, guys. It is, it. but you. I mean, you still. I was Kevin expecting White him to come back. Drafted in the first round, oh, yeah. out of the league. Andy Miller drafted in the second round, out, out of the, the league. league. Yeah. Tariq Cohen drafted what in the third round, or no? Yeah. He drafted him in the later. Gadget, gadget back. Yeah, they paid Let's him. Go they draft paid the Tariq. Trey Burton was a. They paid him. Do you remember the last gadget back we got? Garrett Wolf. Yeah, Garrett Wolf. Uh, Trey got Burton. specifically to play special teams Trey. or to do have returns. No, you don't do that. You draft starters. That's what you draft. Trey Burton was actually speaking really good the first eight weeks, and then he got hurt. Yeah, yeah we got uh, yeah. Mel Kuyper on today. Speaking of the I draft, know. we, we talked about his first pit, we his first draft. We did mock his mock. We went over his mock draft. Did you see what they did with that defensive lineman for Pittsburgh? Oh yeah, I Yurko identified him. him. I identified him at the beginning. I said, "Come, this kid that's seventh. I went and took a look at. And Mel's got him up to. And Mel, Mel's got him at tenth. Mel. And there's a player in this Mel draft. Said, Nobody's gone up the board more than nobody shot up the board more. And the first time I laid eyes on him, I said, "Whoa, you got a nose for that." Yep. Got there's a, a guy in this draft. Aaron Donald. I'll never forget the yeah, way you yeah. pumped up yeah. Aaron Donald. I I everyone else said, "Too small, too yeah. small, too small." Short Johnny, too small. Johnny, I talk about it all the time. Like your goes on it from the word go. There's a kid out of Utah. He's a tight end. Dalton oh, Kincaid. He's, he's great. He's, I, think, I think Mel's got him. He's like, great. End of the first he round. The first round. The, he got hurt at the 25th, end of the year. 25th. Um, I watched plenty of Utah. Plus, I had an overbet on Utah this year. He's so I watched good. A lot he's, of like a re- he's good. He's like a receiver in a tight end's he's body. Yeah. yeah. The good kid player. George is awesome. Yeah. Oh, Bowers. He's only a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Yeah. 
What a play. Ay, ay, ay. Was that number 19? Yeah, yes. Brock Bowers. No, 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 19. Fabulous. Kate's a good player. He yeah, is. he is. Yeah. And, that, and they, you know, they're, they throw they're it a good. lot out there. Like, yeah. So you get a good, I think, representation of maybe the I was defensive a little surprised. play is not always great in the Pac-12, but he's a good player. Well, he's I was surprised, surprised to see Tommy. the kid from, uh, is it Quinnen? Who's the tight or the uh, wide receiver from TCU? He went down. Winston, 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 Winston Johnson. Winston Johnson. Twenty first, twenty second, twenty first, twenty second, and a and I think it's a, I think it's a like draft the, that's light on receivers this year as opposed the to recent. Third years. wide receiver getting taken. They've got a slew of guys still going. They got well, uh, they Jackson Smith and Jake Bobby. I think yes. the first right five. And then they, they get the kid Addison, going. who was with uh, yeah, yeah, was with yeah. Pitt last year, two years ago, and then was with USC this year. Yes, yeah, he's good too. Just a little slight. He's not a not a big, right. He's not, not that big. big yeah, no. Smith and Jig will be the first. I would think, be the first receiver off. I'll the take your word. I for think that. Mel had him going to the Jets and reacquainting oh, him with wow. Garrett Wilson. Is that right? Yeah. I don't think I even noticed that. Reunited. We might not have gotten that far. I think we stopped after the top ten of Mel's and, mock. And I didn't it feels even realize. So good. That. I looked at it all. I mean, but the I Jets, stopped him. Saying the Jets, yeah. They're both finalists, and we think they're both going to win it. The Jets might have the offensive and defensive rookies of the What year. do you think about that? They probably do. The running back would be the Garrett, off, Earl Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Well, the running back was on. I mean, he didn't last very Brees long. Hall. Hall. Brees Hall got hurt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sauce are probably going to be. Riz, or, or does Brock Purdy win? I know he didn't play a ton. No, but six games doesn't do it. Seven games doesn't do it. I don't know. So he is a finalist, Waddle, maybe. But, like. Yeah. Not but they, they have a finalist in each, and they're going to have the defensive rookie. Bias. The Jets have a lot of talent if they just yeah. get the quarterback East right. Coast guys. East Coast guys. But this is what happens. You draft well. Think about it. When you start lining up their last there's, couple. And there's a guy. When Williams is hit. And Garrett Wilson. And Sauce Gardner. And Brees Hall. And when they all start hitting, you're like, yeah, that's there's how you do it. There's a guy from Seattle that's made yeah, one of those Tariq, finalists. Tariq Wallen. He's great. Yeah, yeah the no cornerback. Idea. Yeah, he's good. He's no like 6'3 six, six, or 6'4. Who he's wants huge. Seattle? He's huge. Well, what and about their running back? Tackle. And their running back. Yeah. Yeah. See it. And Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker's really yeah. good. Yeah. There's another team that's got a final yard rusher. Their left tackle was a rookie, too. Lucas and Cross. Yeah. What's the frequency, Ken? That's that's the draft that the, the Bears need. Yes. yes. This is the the draft that the Bears need. Right. They need an 83 uh, Bears draft. A, right yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, a finalist in both categories at the end of the year? Yes. yes. 100%. Yeah. Correct. They need the Seattle Seahawks draft. Or the or the, like, I or know, the, like, the Jets. Yurko says the 83 draft. That would be great. That set up the 85 Super Bowl team. And, and that's a historic Hall of Fame draft. Yeah, it's um, I'll take the Seattle Seahawks draft of this year. Me too. How does that draft, has anyone ever done the work on it? How does that draft, that Bears draft, stack up in terms of the greatest drafts in NFL history? Draft the two Hall of Fame players. Yeah. It, it, it's got to be up there. I mean, yeah. maybe there's a, a better one that's lifted because of a quarterback. Right. Maybe. Um, they drafted but, two Hall of Famers, Dent and Covert. That was the draft that produced... L.A. Mike, Mark who's Bortz, a starter, Mark Bortz, Bortz yeah. Dave Dorson. Yeah. They were all, think about that. They were all, I mean, like. Was Thayer in that draft? Thayer was in that yeah, draft. Yes. Yeah. That's four, six. Fourth yeah. round. When was Thayer? Fourth, 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 I think. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dent, eighth round. That's six. Yeah. Two of them made the Hall of Fame, and they were all starters on your Two Hall championship team. Yeah. By the way, a lot of people say the 74 Pittsburgh Steelers draft, in which they drafted four future Hall of Famers. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Is regarded well, as the go. greatest draft. Mel, who would they be? Mel Blunt, Joe Green, Bradshaw. Was Lynn Swan in that draft? Maybe. Bradshaw would have been before that. Mike they, Webster. Mike so Webster. He was an undrafted free agent, was he? Was Mike Webster undrafted? Was he? Out of uh, Wisconsin. Was he? I don't know. I, so they had Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, John Stallworth. 
and Mike Webster. My, and Mike oh, so Webster was drafted. drafted. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember. They had the argument again this morning. Uh, it was Cap, Jesse, and Shay. And I texted Shay to preach because he was preaching. Cap can't see the forest through the trees. Cap thinks they're a five or six win team next year. The point that Shay was making, and and it's what we've made. If Ryan Poles does his job right with the most cap room, with all these draft picks and trading down, and then the other part of it is Justin Fields has to take oh, the step. Take step. If Justin Fields takes the step as a franchise quarterback and Poles does his job, there's no reason they can't go from three wins to eight wins. Well, there's no reason. If, if you do if it well, you I think do you're your right. job. In this NFL, right. yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. It but can, it can, for but, sure. But it yeah. certainly can do, happen do if polls and fields hit. We give you, we, we've given you the examples, right? So you, the Lions, the Jags, the Jets, even without a quarterback. Like, think about it. Yes, it is Look, doable. To go from three wins to eight wins is significantly easier than, than going from eight wins to 12 or yep. 13 wins. Like, yep. So this jump is going to be the easier jump. Yes. Yes. So, easier to be average in this league. Correct. Right. Yeah, did you I'd see? Agree. Did you see the home like the home schedule again? These schedules change. We'll see what free agency goes with. But they got Arizona at home. Mm-hmm. Like they just fired their general manager. They just fired their head coach. Yeah. They've got a quarterback who well, he who won't knows be available, what he is right? Right. I mean, because he's had an ACL. Yeah, they yeah. may trade their best wide receiver. The Raiders are in flux. They're coming to town. We know the division is up for grabs. Yes. Like again, like there's a there's a ton of mediocrity in this league. Of course. Look, I point to the point to the point to the 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 quarterbacks who were selected to the Pro Bowl team in the NFC. Gino, right? Gino, Kirk Cousins, and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins. And Geno Smith. Yeah. Seattle was supposed to have the worst roster yes. in the league. I thought they if did. Not the Bears, Seattle. I thought Seattle and, was going to have the worst record. And here they were. They had a lead on on San Francisco at halftime of the first week of the playoffs. I know. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not. I've said a thousand times. I don't expect the Bears to compete for a Super Bowl next year, but I expect them to be significantly improved and possibly contending for one of these wild card team spots. Yeah. So like, if, seriously. So if you say that the Bears should go from three wins to five or to six, you're saying Justin Fields won't be good and Absolutely. Ryan Poles yes. isn't good at his job. Yeah. Well, a large That's what part you're of saying. That, yes, a large part of that is Fields. If you're a true believer, then when you give him more, he well, should yeah, elevate yeah. himself and others around him. So if you truly believe that Justin is a difference maker, he'll make people better and you'll be a better team next year. That's just reality. Seven if, to nine should be the goal. Seven, seven uh, eight, or nine wins. I'm with you 100%. If they're a five-win team, that's going to be ugly by yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. right. You, can, you need to start questioning everything. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be bad. And that was Shay's point, and I, it's been our point. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's fair. I really do. All right, what's up on the show? So Kuiper's joining us next. Good. And we'll, good. Obviously, we'll talk about if Justin Fields was in this draft. Um, would he be the top-rated quarterback like that. coming out of college? I don't mean with right. the body of work after two NFL seasons, right. knowing what you knew. Um, he did not have the Bears trade out of the number one spot. He said he was tempted. Right. I want to know what it would take for him to pull the, the draft trigger on trading down and what, what he would need to see. And how far down would he go if, right. if he does trade down? Right. Would he only go down to four? Or could he be convinced to go down to Carolina's spot or the Raiders' spot? Um, mm. Or is that too far down? Good question. So a lot, of, lot to talk about with Mel Kuyper. 
and and what's out there with the Bears and the possibilities on that. Uh, we want to get into the Bulls situation. Yeah, we talk some Bulls today too. because it's ugly. <laughs> it's- uh, it is ugly. That was one of the more like in a season full of ugly games. There have been some good wins lately, but. It, there have been a season full of ugly games, and yeah, that was an game. ugly fourth quarter for Zach Levine. I've never seen. I'm, again, I'm, I don't know who all the max guys are in the NBA. I'm not sure I've ever seen a max player have a worse three or four minute stretch than his down the stretch <laughs> pretty, last night. It was in the pretty bad. Period. It was pretty bad. Just when I thought that you couldn't call him Max Levine anymore, that gave fuel to the Max Levine people. It was awful. Yeah. And, and by the way, the inbounds where he had to call timeout, like he, I mean, like it's bad. All of it. Yeah. All that's Allen Robinson in the end zone when Mitch has the football. Yeah. <laughs> and Allen Robinson is going yeah. like this. Yes. Yeah. That, and, and then all the turnovers, too. Yeah, it was okay. So then uh, Aaron Rodgers talked about the possibility of getting yeah. traded. We'll talk about that. A lot of fun today, Florida or Ohio. So it's all coming up next right. with Mel Kuyper. All right. Waddle and Sylvia are next. Have a good day, everybody. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Hope uh, you're out of the snow. I know in some areas got hit harder than downtown, that's for sure. Like looking out on State Street right now, it just looks like it's it's drizzling, and and it doesn't. There's no snow on the streets here. I know in the burbs it was worse. I thought the commute today was uh, quite pleasant. We handled it well. Yeah, like a we lot did. of times, like a big city yeah, should handle it. A lot of times with the first major snow, and I know we had that uh, quote blowing snow storm, but we ended up only getting two inches before that really cold spell. A lot of times when they haven't had a lot of practice with the the plowing yes. and the salting. Uh, a lot of times that first snowstorm can be a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I thought they plowed well. I thought it was good plowing. Uh, yes. Good, good plowing today. At, at least the Kennedy and 294, that's how I came in today. I think all the commuters were traveling at a decent rate of speed. Yes. Everyone was responsible. It was a pleasant ride to work today. So it, we go later than most. So I don't know, maybe for some others it, it wasn't quite as, as good, but uh, hopefully your travel is good today. If you want to uh, share it with us, 312-332-3776, anything on your mind, we want to hear from you uh, on anything on your mind, and, and especially later. We haven't taken a lot of Bulls calls lately. Oh, boy, I'm going to call in. Oh, yeah, are you gonna, I'm going to call in. You, yeah, we're, I'm going to call in. And, and we didn't, Angry Bulls okay. fan calling in over here. Yeah, that was, uh, I really thought, Garbage. and Mel Kiver is going to join us here in a couple minutes to talk of Bears and his first mock draft is out. I got chesty last night gambling, too, because I'd had a pretty good weekend with the uh, football. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll this. And you know me, I play very small. I played a $20 parlay. Small ball. I play small ball. You're like Ozzy. You yes, like small I play ball. small ball. Yeah, just, you know, moving guys around. Uh, played a $20 parlay. I had DeMar over 24 and a half and the Bulls on the money line. And usually getting the players, you know, score is the hard part. So I'm like, all right, we got this. DeMar got my 25. And then I just watched the Bulls kick it away. And I got, uh, I got the business. They gave me the business. Not only was it frustrating as a fan, it was frustrating as a gambler. I turned it on because I told you on the show yesterday that I didn't feel good either way. Because six weeks ago, I thought that was a, a game, a trap game coming off the win with the streak going, that they wouldn't six weeks ago lose that game. 
I thought they were getting better and playing better, and maybe that they would win, but I wasn't super confident. And then I went home, and I I turned on the game, and they're up 16, they're in control, and I'm like, ooh, they're growing up. They're getting better. And and I'm like, good, this is good. And, And then, sure enough... The crap hit the fan. Yeah, it was not good. And, 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 good. and they showed us that it's still six weeks ago yeah. as far as what they do to us. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that later if you want to weigh in. 312-332-3776. Um, good news and bad news for everybody. The good news is is we've got Mel Kuyper Jr. And he is the best in the business. And he is so great with his time. And um, we love talking to Mel. And we get smarter because of it. The bad news is, is we've talked to him far too often in the last decade, in the last 16 years of the Waddle and Sylvie show, because the Bears usually suck, and they're usually drafting in the top 10, and uh, eventually we would like to stop talking to Mel, because the Bears are drafting like 28th, or 30th, or 32nd, still calling. because they're winning championships, and we could talk to him and say, hey, hello, how are you doing? Yeah. This is great that the Bears are drafting late. But this is like too much that the Bears are always drafting early on this stuff. Mm. So it is good news, bad news. Mel, it's great to talk to you nonetheless. How are you? Good. I hope you pick 32 one day and you never have to worry about calling me anymore. That would be great. That would be, that would be great for Bears. What fans want to see that? And one day it'll happen. I always hold out hope for everybody that yeah. you can be that team that ends up uh, with the 32nd pick. As Josh Allen said, there's going to be 31 teams that are, and 31 fan bases that are going to be saying, boy, that was a hot, uh, talk about a disappointment. That's horrible. So only one fan base and one team is going to be happy at the end of the year. 31, like I say, are going to be very disappointed. Mel, just in general terms, is this a good year to have the first overall pick or a bad? year to have the first overall pick. You know, it depends who you talk to, and that's what we all do. We talk to our guys in the league, and Todd and I were talking about on the podcast today about, you know, how much do you value Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud? If you value one of those more than the other two, and you feel there's a significant gap between one of those guys, or he fits what you do better than the other two, then, yeah, maybe a team will move up to to one and get that guy. Um, If not, then you have to sit there and make a pick. And that's why, like I said, I didn't know who would be that team, so I didn't want to distort the whole first round and project the trade. But it could happen. You would hope it would be a Houston or Indy where you wouldn't drop far. And it seems like Indy's desperate for that young quarterback. Maybe they would be that team. Houston may feel like, hey, we're not going to let Indy get our guy. We've got to go from 2-1 to one to get that quarterback. Uh, and maybe they would be able to go up from 2-1 to one and Bears fall to 2, and then maybe they could work out a deal with Indy after that and go from 2-4. to four. So it, And then you'd have quarterback back-to-back, then you'd be guaranteed either Anderson or Carter, and you'd have two move-downs. So it really depends upon how teams view those quarterbacks will determine whether they want to move up to get one. So, Mel, we get a lot of callers who say that. We say, who say, hey, maybe the Bears can swing a deal with Houston, go to two, and then maybe then they can work out a second deal with Indy, like you Mm -hmm. just said. So in, in your world, that's not a fantasy, no, it's not because of the of how desperate teams are, and they see what happened with Indy with these older quarter not older, but you know quarterbacks that were struggling somewhere else, and they picked them up or at the end of their careers or whatever, like Indy did with Rivers and and Ryan and Wentz, and didn't work out, and they feel like they're desperate. You certainly Houston has to get a quarterback. Casario's in his which was his third head coach now. He better get this quarterback right. So they they got to identify the quarterback they want, and what you have to hope for the Bears is that that the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts all have one guy that they love 
above and beyond. And it maybe not be the guy that the other team goes for. Say, say uh, Houston size, it's, it's Bryce Young. Well, maybe Indy loves Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. And they say, we, we can't wait and we can't allow Vegas or Carolina or somebody else to jump to three with Arizona and get that quarterback. So we got to go up and get that guy. Okay? Because that's why Houston would have to go to one because somebody else will go to one if Houston doesn't. So Houston would get their second quarterback, not their number one guy. So it really depends upon, you know, it was basically when Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger came out. I said, all three should be real. I don't think, do you really care which one you got? If it's one of those years, then you're in trouble. It was one of those years where they're happy with any of the three. I think I remember uh, one of the, uh, the GMs were saying the year with Herbert and Tua and Burrow. You'd be happy with any one of those three. You just hope it's not that kind of year because if, it's that, if Indianapolis and Houston feel that way, they're not going to move up. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, before we talk about Jalen Carter, who you had the Bears pick, just to reiterate, because this is mock, the first mock, you, you thought it was a better exercise to not have the Bears trade out of it, so therefore it wouldn't inf- affect the entire mock draft, yes? Exactly, because you don't. If you do, if you're wrong, then it distorts everything. And I mean, it's fun to do, and it's not life or death here. I get that. It's Mach 1.0, but I feel let's just put the players where I, a general area where I think they're going to go, get, and let, let's track these guys because let's face it, a lot of these kids we don't have 40 times. We don't even have measurables on these kids. So until they get to the combine pro days, then these things will change based off of that. My ratings will change based off. That. I'm waiting. What is House Jackson Smith and Jigba work out? He didn't play this year at Ohio State. He had the end. Injury. Well, he's got to have a good workout, or else he's not going to maintain that grade. Okay, what is what's Bryce Young's going to weigh? Is going to be 180? Is going to be 195? Can he can he get to 210? Somebody's got to determine. He thinks he can. Well, the, your your medical staff, your nutritionist, everybody who works with your team's got to figure that out. Look at his body type. Figure it out at the pro day combine and all that type of thing. But there's still a lot of work to be done on these kids. And right now, there's a lot of mixed opinions. And I will say this, guys, this is not a good draft. This is a draft where you better do your homework, do your due diligence, pick the right players, because this is not a deep draft, it's not a strong draft, it's a weak draft. But that doesn't mean that in the fourth to seventh round you're not going to find good players, because there's going to be a lot of, of, uh, let's say, put it this way, a lot of opinions will vary, which means they're going to be hits and there's going to be a lot of misses. And with that, when that happens, maybe half of this first round will be disappointments. That's happened a lot over the years. This may be another year like that. So you better, you, this is a test for the personnel department, your scouts, your scouting department to see what kind of job they can do this particular year. In three years, four years, when you look back at the 2023 draft, and if you did really well, those scouts all, should all get a raise. That, mm. that leads me in the direction I was going next, Mel. How, knowing that the Bears have a, a thousand needs, that may be overstating it a little bit, but there's a ton of needs there. How comfortable, if you're the Bears, are you, how far down moving before you move yourself out of a position to take a player that you consider to be maybe not generational, but a guy that can have a serious impact on this franchise early? Again, it, it, that depends. I'll, tell you, I'll give you an example. Kalijah Cansey at Pitt. Go watch his tape. I mean, you got to love this kid. I mean, he is in the backfield before you can blink. He plays hard. He's got that low center of gravity. He's got, I'm not going to bring up Aaron Donald because I hate comps. I've heard that, and I don't buy into comps. Because you're always, you're always going to take guys you like in the first round and project them to a Hall of Famer. You're going to comp them to a Hall of Famer. If you don't like a guy, you're going to comp them to a disappointment. So that, it usually never works out that way, but that's what we all do. But this kid can't see. If you feel can't see, 
can have a great career in the NFL, and you can get him around that 10 spot where I projected him to the Eagles, and you feel like, oh, yeah, Carter's really good, but I like this Cancy kid right there with him, then you can move down to where in that Cancy neighborhood to get a defensive tackle. If you say, well, Will Anderson Jr. was, was blocked a little more this year, he's not explosive, and he doesn't have the bend of a, of a Miles Garrett or a Von Miller, but we really like the potential of a Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, or we really love a, a you know, Keon White from Georgia Tech, or Byron Young from Tennessee as a pass rusher, or Derek Hall from Auburn, then you can move down. So it just depends upon how your ratings board shapes up. And right now it's really too early because so much work is still to be done with all the things, the All-Star Games, Combine, Pro Days. This is a year where it's going to come down to the bitter end. I always say, you should make up your mind. This is a year where you're not going to make up your mind until April on a lot of these kids. How close is it as of now? And I know what you just said about uh, going down to the wire. How close is it between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson? Different kind of guys. It depends what you want. Do you want the outside pressure? Do you want the interior pressure? Um, I think it gets down to Cansey with with uh, with Carter as a defensive tackle. Which one? Which which fits your scheme? Which one do you prefer? Um, but I think in terms of Will Anderson Jr., yeah, he's a, he's so passionate about the game. He works so hard. You know, he gets doubled all the time. After what he did in 2021, they were not going to let him beat you in 2022. But by the same token, he had Dallas Turner on the other side, and he was blocked. And he's not a guy that's going to beat you with explosiveness all the time. He's not. Gonna, I don't think he's going to be a 16 sack guy. I think he's going to be more of an eight to 10 sack, which is good. Hutchinson had what nine this year, uh, which everybody was happy with because he's going to build on that. And Bosa's got what 18. So you know Garrett gets to near 20. So again, is he going to be the Miles Garrett, Von Miller, Nick Bosa? Maybe not. Will he be in line to get maybe eight to 10 sacks a year? Probably will. And if he's better than that, so be it. Well, we're happy. We're thrilled. But eight to 10 is not bad. He's going to give you great effort, great hustle. He's going to do everything you want from a preparation leadership standpoint. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the table, even though, like I say, he's not the dynamic pass rusher uh, at the when you project to the pro level like a Miller or a Garrett or a Bosa. Mel, we've heard the conversations about Jalen Carter, that maybe the motor doesn't run as high as frequently as teams would like for the first overall pick. Is that fair criticism, or do you see it differently? Well, I see it with all, you know, they're, they're going to take plays. I mean, that's through the course of a college game, which goes on for 20 hours, it seems like some of these college games, <laughs> you know, I mean, they never end. And Georgia's in control of a lot of these games. And he was on a defense with, with all those first rounders and all that elite talent. And then he had an injury this year. He had an injury early, ankle, knee. Uh, both injuries, ankle, knee, were in September. One in the first game, one in late September. Came back. That showed me a lot with him. I mean, he came back and he played really well. And he was a difference maker up front, yet he wasn't 100%. So he could have waited a while. He didn't wait. He already had a national title. He was he could have gotten ready for the draft. Said, ah, I'm not I'm not quite ready. I'm not. I'll feel right. I'll feel good enough, right? Well, he got back out there and he had an ankle and a knee in, in September. So you got to give the kid a lot of credit for that. I didn't see any evidence of him being a guy who would have a lackluster effort in big games. And like I said, playing uh, when he knew he was hurt and significantly hurt, that showed me an awful lot. All right, I heard you this morning say that you would not trade out of the number one or you would not take a quarterback number one and trade Justin Fields. So so let's advance this a little more, Mel, as we're talking to Mel Kuyper. If Justin Fields was in this draft, and I'm talking about the kid coming out of Ohio State, where would he be ranked compared to the big three other quarterbacks? He'd be 
number one. Uh, but, you know, if he would have had that final year. Now, Will would, Levis, I thought, would have been number one had he been able to play to the level that he did in 2021 when he was great. This year he had injuries and he had a bad offensive line. So knowing what we know would have been Justin. I mean, I had Justin right behind Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knows that. It's, it's in print. I had Trevor Lawrence. Just, I love Justin Fields coming out. Now, his passing and all the things we know have to be improved upon. He knows that. They've got to get better players around him. Uh, but as a dual-threat quarterback who brought, you know, he brings that great skill set and can be an elite quarterback, he's shown that. So he made, made the strides, and he's developed, and he's progressed. So I would say they've got to feel pretty good where they are. Like I said, if it, if it was a consensus number one quarterback, put it this way, if Bryce Young were you know, 210 pounds, and, and five, even if we were 5'11", I don't care about the height. If he was 210, you'd, you'd probably think about it. Uh, but he's not, and that's a big concern, is staying healthy at the pro level. He had an injury this year. Uh, you know, in the NFL, it's not college. These are guys, I don't, there are no AOGs in the NFL. You know, another occupation guys, I call them. So, uh, you know, that's what you're dealing with in college. So, you know, you know, to me, there's no quarterback in this draft better than Justin Fields. And it's not, I'm not saying what we know now. I'm saying even based coming out of college, his grade will be higher than any of these three. Would you be tempted if Caleb Williams was in this draft? No, no. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Caleb Williams has to hold off Drake May from North Carolina. So that's not a given that it's going to be all Caleb. Drake May is a heck of a quarterback at North Carolina. Uh, he's big time. So it's going to be a battle royal between those two leading up to the draft in 2024. It's yeah, interesting it's, to know. It is. Which of these quarterbacks do you think five years from now the, the existing guys, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and, and Will Levis, uh, which one of them distinguishes themselves at the next level, in your opinion? No. That's a great question. I would, I'm still going to bet on a guy I have as the top quarterback on my rating, not, not in the mock, but in the ratings board, which is Will Levis. I just like the way he's made the makeup of the kid. I understand the turnovers, but we've seen that with a lot of quarterbacks. That's something they can work on and, and I think not eliminate, but improve upon. You can't teach the kind of arm he has and the, the, the size and the strength and the attitude. Uh, people compare him to Josh Allen. That's another comp that's an ex- exaggeration. But uh, he, does, he talks low like Josh. He never blames anybody. When he was getting pounded this year, by a bad, a bad offensive line in front of them. They'd lost Luke Fortner, who's doing a heck of a job in Jacksonville at their center, gone. You know, Darian Kennard and others, all gone. That offensive line did not protect them. He didn't have Wondell Robinson. He didn't have Rodriguez as running back for the first four games. Then they got hurt when Rodriguez came back. He got hurt at the end of September. He had no rushing touchdowns the last eight games after having nine the previous year. He was, he was completely limited. No mobility, no ability. Throwing off one leg. He, he was out there. And he was trying to gut it out. And he never made excuses, never blamed anybody. Is that not Josh Allen, who never blames anybody but himself? So, again, you know, he's not going to be Josh Allen. He's not that kind of runner. He's, not that kind of, he's just not that, that kind of dynamic quarterback. But of this group, I would have said Bryce Young if he were bigger. I'll tell you what, if Bryce Young comes in over 200 pounds, I'll flip to Bryce Young. Right. If he doesn't, I'm going to stick with Will Levis. How, how about wide receivers? Uh, it doesn't feel like this year is as no, deep as others. Group. Yeah, no, can, not a can good you, group. Can you find guys though that maybe? I mean, historically, the the draft has been littered with guys later in in you know the day that you can find in second, third, and fourth round. Are there some guys out there that fit that bill? One thousand percent. And I say not a great group. There's not. I, I like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I want to see how he works out. He didn't play this year. Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison. I love Zay. Of, of the guys, I say I love for where you're the player to 
to the position he'll be drafted. Zay Flowers, Love Boston it. College, yeah. may present the best value. Another kid to watch, Michael Jefferson, Louisiana Lafayette, on day three, early day three. I think he'll be a really good pick. Uh, Jason Brownlee from Southern Miss on, say, early day three area would be, I think, a good pick at that particular point. And one more, I'll go Rasheed Rice from SMU. Keyshawn Johnson was talking about him, loves him. I think he could be in the second or third round mix if he runs well. Uh, so there's some guys. Josh Downs is a slot guy. So there's guys like that. Uh, there's also some boomer bust types like Jalen Jalen Hyatt. It's going to be one of the faster players in the draft. Route running, consistency catching the football. Yeah, you can't be Brashad Perriman. You've got to be consistent and you've got to be multidimensional as a receiver. Right now he's kind of a, you know, one thing. He's speed down the field. He made a lot of big plays for Tennessee, but Jalen Hyatt's a guy to watch and see just how high people bump him up because he's going to be, like I say, one of the fastest players in this draft. Mel, I've got a couple questions about Claypool. What did you think of him coming out, Chase Claypool, who the Bears have now? Liked him. I thought he was a big body kid who could go get the football, win contested throws, go get it. I mean, be a little more than just the guy that you could count just to be the possession type. He could get make some plays. And I'm a big Notre Dame fan, so I watch Notre Dame every day, every week. Watch their their tapes four or five times a week and go back and study. But Kate Claypool is a, is a solid player. I think that was a, a trade that should benefit them and will benefit them moving forward. And in this draft, uh, you know, it's not you're not going to get excited about unless you find the right guy. Like I said, I love Zay Flowers in the late first early second would love him at that point i think when you look at at, at at rice in the second or third or jefferson or brownlee in the fourth third fourth you, you got to pick the right guys i'm not saying you, I, don't, I don't i could be wrong but those are the guys i personally really like for the position that they will be drafted and the kind of talent they bring to that spot so I, that, I that, was, and that was my follow-up so yeah. knowing that it's you don't love the draft and knowing you don't love the wide receivers it doesn't hurt as bad that the bears gave up the 32nd overall pick for him no, no. I mean, I, again, which receiver? You, you ask me which receiver, what quarterback's better than Fields? Which which receiver is better than Claypool right now? And I guess I think Flowers. I'm going to go to Flowers. That's kind of my guy. We, Todd McShay and I always battle over who your guy is. It's not that he's the highest rated player at the position, but who's the guy for where he's going to get selected? presents the best value. I'm big on Zay Flowers. I love yeah. the kid. He could have left BC, didn't didn't transfer like Jordan Addison did, left Pitt to go to USC. Everybody wanted Zay Flowers. He stayed there with Jeff Halfley. His quarterback, Dracovic, got hurt early. He, his offensive linemen were getting hurt in August through the season. Anybody, yet he was out there giving it everything he had and making plays. Love that kid. So, uh, you know, there's a guy. If you had a circle of player yeah. on any list, just keep an eye on Zay Flowers. I think he's going to be a pro. I had him, I, you know, where I had him in the mock was Kansas City. Can you imagine yeah. Patrick Mahomes getting the, getting an addition to a receiver like like a, a Zay Flowers would be incredible. I think he's fabulous, and and remember the connection. Ryan Poles is a former BC guy as well, mm-hmm. so he is yep. dialed into that 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 school. So yeah, I, don't, yep. I don't know if he'll be around, but uh, but maybe Ryan Poles moves up in the second round if he's still available at that time, Mal. That's the debate. I, I have him going 32. I have him rated higher than that. On my ratings board right now, he's at, at 19. So, you know, I like him. McShay likes him not quite as much, but Roy likes him. I don't know how you can't like, say, Flowers. I mean, I'm, I'd be amazed if we – now, hey, receivers have gotten into the second round. And have look at all the second-round receivers, that, and some of which dropped even in the second round when four or five went ahead of them. Look at some of those guys. It's a, lot, it's a pretty good group of second-round receivers that have played exceptionally well in the NFL. Maybe he gets a little lost in the shuffle, and maybe because of, of some people like Booty from LSU a little bit more than some other people. Maybe he gets bummed. Maybe they love the speed of Hyatt. They push him up. Uh, or a Rice runs great, and they push him up a little bit. So it's, all it takes is, like I say, a little bit of a slide, and, and you never know. But uh, you know, Flowers is kind of my guy. I 
keep I keep saying it, but he's one of the. I think he's going to be at the end of the day. I may even make him my number one receiver if he if the other guys don't test as well or whatever. He's going to be right up there for me. And he's not even going to the Senior Bowl. He's going to the East West Shrine Game. Yeah, Mel. Before we let you go, just to reiterate, what makes a bad draft? Like, why is this year a bad draft? When you grade the players and you compare to other years in the grades and you just don't see it adding up, uh, you can't force the grade. In. And it's not perfect. I mean, we all make mistakes every year. There's going to be guys that are overdrafted, underdrafted, and grades that are off. But you just go by past years and how you graded those players at positions. And if I don't see this guy, he's not to that level. No, he's not as good as that guy was coming out. I can't give him whatever grade I gave him. So when you put all the grades, and I was doing that over the course of the last week, and I said it to Todd McShay, I had trouble getting 80 that I really felt comfortable with. And the first X amount of rounds. So I do a, I do a top 150. I got to 80. I'm struggling. <laughs> then it's like, really? 81? Who's that? I got to maybe 80. But it's going to be, that's why I say you got to, and you really don't need, you don't need a board past 120. So, but getting to 120 is not going to be easy, guys. So it's going to be one of those years where you better really, and you also have to hope that the guys you like get overlooked a little bit. I remember I got a call one time. You know, don't be talking about guys. You talk. Don't mention. I always say, don't mention guys. Try to hide guys. I can't do that. McShay can't do it. But you always get calls. But don't let it out on this guy. They don't want you to everybody to know what or be projected high when they like a certain guy because they figure everybody's looking at this. All the teams view these mock drafts. Belichick always said he looks at every mock draft that comes out. So they don't want to see these names in these first rounds if they really like a guy. And they certainly don't want to see guys in the top ten ratings board that I put up on dot com that rather have those guys out of there and figure I can maybe steal them on day three of the draft. Mel, whether awesome. you like it or not, we got you on speed dial, and yes. we appreciate you. Thank Anytime, you. Anytime, guys. It's always fun, man. Thanks, See you later. Mel. Take care, guys. Mel Kuyper Jr., he's the best. He's. I'd like to build on the Zay yeah. Flowers kid. Okay. I've seen okay. him play a bunch. He's a Boston College kid, and he's a guy, I think, like Mel, that Ryan Poles has probably got his eyes on. Let's continue the conversation. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. Do you feel better, too, about Justin Fields? And Chase Claypool, for that matter, and what Mel had to say. We'll discuss that next.